Welcome to the WordPress Photography Podcast, the podcast for photographers who want to learn how to get the most out of WordPress to grow their photography business. You don't need to be a geek to understand WordPress. Settle back and listen as we show you how. Now, here's your host, Scott Wyden-Kibowitz. Welcome to Episode 9. My name is Scott Wyden-Kibowitz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Rachel, from Photoscribe. Hey, Rachel. Hey, Scott. How are you? Good. How you doing? Good. You get hit with that crazy snowstorm? No, we didn't. Here in Boston, we we totally missed it. And last year at this time, we had like four <laughs> feet of yeah. snow. So yeah. I'm really excited that we got missed. <laughs> yeah, we got hit with about two feet, just I think just over two feet, and um, we were snowed in for a couple of days. And now I see green on the grass again because it's been raining for the past few days. So uh, today we have Shamira Young on the on the show. Shamira is a self-proclaimed art nerd, Photoshop geek, and photographer with an obsession for productivity and creativity. Shamira can be found uh, teaching online through her websites, through her podcast, Pro Photographer Journey, on Udemy, Touch Plus, and now she's a regular on PhotoFocus, which is one of my top three favorite podcasts. Um, then you've got to add our own podcast on top of that, so I actually have four. But, you know, uh, top three of not my own podcast. Um, uh, and uh, her goal is to help empower individuals and small businesses to become more successful with as many tools and as much knowledge as she can provide. So welcome to the show, the show Shamir. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you, too. Welcome. Yeah. We're very excited. And I love your, your mission statement. I feel like that's a really powerful stance to have, and you definitely live what you preach, so we appreciate you being here. Oh, yes. thank you for that. Definitely. Um, so before we get into what's going on uh, in your world, let's talk about a little bit of uh, WordPress photography-related news. So just yesterday at the time we're, of the day we're recording this, which will be on the show notes page, uh, WordPress released 4.4.2. Now, it's kind of funny. I think this is the second time since we started the podcast that a WordPress version has been released. Yeah. Or maybe third time, in fact. Yeah, no, um, we did 4.4, then 4.4.1, which was a yeah. security, and now we're on 4.4.2. So you yes. can see how quickly these things are changing and, you yes. know, need updating. Yeah, the, so the, the 4.4 uh, is, is uh, that's a one-point release, uh, right. and that that's a little bit faster than a major release being four or five, six, something like that. So um, 4.4 was a one-point release. This is like sort of like a double point, really. So those come out faster if they're uh, security fixes or bug fixes. And right. this one is a minor fix. It should not break any site functionality. It contains 17 bug fixes that were reported in version 4.4 and 4.4.1. Uh, um, and so. I don't know if you've seen it, but Matt Mullenweg, who... Uh, Whoops, sorry. See, I'm telling you, today is just going to be one of those days, guys. <laughs> yeah. um, so Matt Mullenweg, who invented WordPress, um, just recently did an article, and I think it was on WP Tavern, about um, why they do three or four point releases every year, and, and if WordPress isn't moving too fast, but if you're interested in it, um, and I'll find the link for the show notes, but it, it's a good a good discussion about why WordPress keeps changing to keep up with what's going on in the world. Right. Um, yeah, we'll be sure to include that uh, in the show notes for sure. Um, so again, like you know, a little bit of uh, of uh, technical lingo here, make sure you back up your sites before yeah. you do this update. Yes, it should not break your site, but do it anyway. Yep. Uh, back up your site. Okay, but let's move into a little bit of photography news. Um, 
related to WordPress. So first is a Globe magazine is now available. Uh, I have it right here. It's yes. gorgeous. I have, wait, I have mine here too. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? There it is. There it is. So if yeah. you're watching the video, you can see Rachel and I both have the magazine on our desks. Um, a Glow magazine is from the amazing design team at Design a Glow, and uh, they're friends of ours. They're fantastic. So yeah. this magazine is going to be great for design and photographic inspiration. And the reason why I think that this is related to WordPress is because you can relate the design inspiration in the magazine to your WordPress website, and the Design a Glow team also has some WordPress templates for photographers using the Pro Photo theme. Yes, and they're beautiful. They are quite beautiful. Um, the uh, other topic I want to mention is Rachel has a new product coming out called Story oh. First Blogging. Yes, um, we are launching next week, so by the time this podcast goes up, it will be live. Uh, and they are blogging templates for photographers. So this was my first product launch, and it was a definite interesting experience. But I used WordPress and got it all up to where I wanted it to be. So we will see what happens. But thank you for that, Scott. Yes. Um, so, yeah, definitely check that out. That will be in the show notes as well. Great. Um, so, Shamira, what's going on in your world? Wow, what a loaded question. <laughs> well, I will say first off the bat, you know, as far as my own photography business is concerned, I just moved to a new city, actually, oh. um, Christmas Eve. So at the moment, I am in the process of rebuilding my client base in this, in this new city, and at the same time, continuing releasing new episodes with my podcast, um, still online teaching. I'm teaching more with Tuts right now as opposed to Udemy, and then I'm also working on courses for my own platform as well, or for my own sites. Great. So there seems to be a lot going on, and that's just a nutshell, in a nutshell there. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, on that topic, you're, you said you're creating courses for your own sites. Will those be WordPress-based uh, learning systems? You know, at the moment, yeah. Yes, cool. actually. Um, so what, 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 um, have, you, have you started exploring what plugins? Uh, and or theme you're going to use for the learning system? I have. You know, as far as the theme, straight up, I'll say that I love, love U-Design, which I don't know if you've heard of that one. It's just the, the letter U and then design. Okay. Um, I am at the point where I'm very familiar with it, even as far as customizing it, so that's pretty much what I use for most of my main sites, for Shamira Studios, which is the hub of my creativity, and also for Pro Photographer Journey, which is my podcast. So now whenever I'm creating a site for myself on WordPress, I end up just going to UDesign. Um, and you can get a pretty good uh, variation as far as styles. And yes. as far as online teaching, I'm going to have to look up. It's an awesome plugin that allows you to create your own online course mm -hmm. via WordPress. And they're actually headquartered in my neck of the woods, well, Ann Arbor, which is like two and a half hours away, which is <laughs> pretty close to me, close enough anyway. So um, let's let's actually start at the beginning, Shamira, because this is sure. one of my first times meeting you. Um, so where did you move from, and where did you move to for your photography business? Sure, I moved from Fairhaven. Yep. And it is probably a half hour. It's a half hour south of where I am now, so not that far away. But if you compare it to Port Huron, there's quite a bit of difference, and 
One thing I'm really excited about in building my client base here in Port Huron is that there are a lot more businesses, a lot more resources in Port Huron as compared to Fairhaven. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it, this is really a face-to-face type of town, really. I mean, I just went to a, a chamber meeting this morning, Chamber of Commerce, and everybody knows everybody. Like, it's, it's, you know, so if you're looking to build clients, I'm finding I really have to get out there yeah. and talk to people. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. so relevant because photographers who do move from one location to another, you know, definitely struggle with that. So mm-hmm. did your photography business start first and then your online teaching, or did it all start at the same time? What was the progression of that journey for you? You know, for me, I would say that my photography business started first. And actually, I'm going to have to back up a little bit and say that as far as my photography Well, I started learning digital photography in college, so University of Michigan. And then after that, I went and worked for a publishing company, and I kind of put the camera down for years, and I went back to it when I started working in a motorcycle magazine. And so that's when I got back into it. That was around 2009. And so then I was a staff photographer. We'd fly in our own models, do our photo shoots, 80% of them in-house. And so I got experience working on a team, also dealing with models, booking hotels, all that stuff. There was illustration, design. They kind of had me touching everything, which I really liked. And eventually, I ended up leaving the magazine on good terms, because I believe you should never burn bridges. And um, I went into business full-time for myself. And so when I did that, it was a mixture of photography, graphic design, and web design. And so since then, I'm trying to learn more focus because I find I love doing so many different things. I can get a little bit scatterbrained. So with the past few years, I'm trying to focus more on building my photography clients, but also the education piece. And so that's when I started creating online courses for other photographers. Okay. Yeah. And um, where did WordPress come in for you in this journey? Was it something that was always there? Was it a newer thing? When did you sort of discover that for your website stuff? That would probably be around... 2010, 2011, and really it came from me wanting to build my own site and trying to pick a solution that gave me control but was still not too overwhelming. Now, at the same time, I was doing graphic design along with photography and stuff, and I kept getting requests for web design. It It all tied in together. So a client, if they need, you know, a logo, they'll be like, oh, well, I need a website too. Do you do that? I was like, yeah, I'll learn WordPress. And so, yeah, yeah. So it's it's been years. It's been years now. And now I find that's what I'm the most comfortable in, but I do still touch other platforms as well when necessary. So So what other platforms do you work with? Mainly Zenfolio. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, they are really the muscle behind my photography website. So if if you go to ShamirStudios.com, that's the hub of my creativity. That links out to the podcast. It also links out links out to my photo website for clients. So that's a different audience there, right? Yes. It's for people looking for a photographer. And so I chose Zenfolio for that uh, because of their – I love the galleries. I love the options you have with making them private. I also love the built-in sales system and fulfillment system that they have in there. Yep. So – Yeah, no, I mean, and this is a great intersection for photographers. I actually just saw this question on one of the boards, you know, 
I'm moving from Zenfolio, where should I go? Mm-hmm. And so, the, you know, the, the next logical step in my mind is WordPress, but um, you would design for Zenfolio websites, correct? Yes, yes. And, you know, I really want to clarify that, okay, we'll have to back up to about mm, <laughs> 2012, I was using Zenfolio for my own site. And and this is where I got into designing Zenfolio sites. After I created my own, I realized at the time, to be honest, the Zenfolio themes, templates they were offering, um, there there was a bit lacking there. And that was a lot of the feedback they were getting. And so I decided to create a site called Zenjoyable that would essentially, I created themes where you could purchase a theme that would work on your Zenfolio site. Oh, interesting. Great. Yeah, yeah. So I've always been completely third-party. I've never been paid directly from Zenfolio. I've never been an employee or even an independent contractor, although when I started Zenjoyable, I'm like, mm, maybe I should write Zenfolio. Like, hey, what's up? This is what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> and I figured if they had a problem with it, I'd rather we cross that bridge, that hurdle, earlier than later. So... I sent them an email, and I kind of threw in there, like, if you want to promote my site to your audience in your newsletter, that would be awesome. And they did. Um, wow. They were totally cool with it. And after, since then, we've had, a good, we've had a good relationship. I got to, they flew me out to meet the crew, I think it was a year later, um, for one of the big photography conferences. I think eight, oh, why am I blanking? It wasn't WPPI, it was the other big one. Um, like, but uh, I got, Imaging? Yes, yes, Imaging USA, thank you. <laughs> and and that was cool because I got to meet the crew. I got to work alongside them in their booth and, and talk to their customer base. Um, and so, so there was, yeah. There was a need for that was what you saw. There was people who wanted to be on Zenfolio sites with mm-hmm. the power, and then but they didn't have the design capabilities. And this was all before Squarespace, I think, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on Squarespace filling that niche, or do you really stick with the Zenfolio WordPress sort of duo? You know, right now I stick with nine times out of ten. Well, it depends on who I'm talking to. Yeah. Because I tend to recommend Squarespace to other smaller to other small business owners who may not necessarily be in the phot- in the photography space, but at the same time, I have some friends who use Squarespace for their portfolio website. Although I have never designed in Squarespace, so I don't know the ins and outs, um, you know, as far as how well they serve photographers. Um, and I also just want to add really quick that yeah, you mentioned at the time there was a need for Zenfolio for me to be designing third-party Zenfolio themes. I have since closed down Zenjoyable.com because Zenfolio, they have really improved the themes that they offer, the templates that they offer. And I really authentically felt like there was not a need so much anymore. Um, But I still have a relationship with Zenfolio. I'll actually be doing a webinar with them showing people how to design their website coming up this month in February. So awesome. still keep in touch. And my podcast was born out of my site is enjoyable, actually. So that's oh, great. its own thing, and I'm still doing that. So, um, yeah. so here, here's a question, and this, is, uh, this happens in the WordPress space as well. Uh, Zenfolio themes, they're, they're designed for their websites, are not responsive, meaning they won't adjust on mobile. And search engines now favor websites for mm-hmm. rank, ranking-wise for SEO mm-hmm. that are responsive. 
And there, like, uh, like I said, it happens in the WordPress space. One of the most popular photography themes for WordPress uh, is not responsive. Um, mm-hmm. So a lot of photographers uh, on, on Zenfolio platform and on this specific theme um, are, in, in a way, getting hit with an SEO penalty because they're not, uh, a, they're not obeying what, what the search engines are saying is, is what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, what are your thoughts on the fact that, that both, uh, whether it's WordPress or Zenfolio, not being responsive? Do you think um, these, these developers need to get up to date or do you think that the photographer should find somebody who can make it responsive using some custom design code? You know, I think I think they do need to get up to date, honestly. Um, now, I will say that Zenfolio has quite a few changes that they have rolled out, especially in the past year. And they have some new upcoming ones. Now, I'm supposed to have a powwow with them online in the next couple weeks to find out, to get more of those details. So I honestly couldn't tell you, you know, if and when it's coming. I feel like it's more a matter of, of, of when. That's how I personally yeah. feel. Because more and more, so. yeah, because so. it, it's, it's becoming something that you have to have at this point. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, more and more people are looking at um, websites on their mobile device. So, I mean, to say that that's something that Zenfolio is not going to ever do, that would be far out there. I feel like it's a matter of time. Yeah. So, and this may be something that we address on the webinar as well. Great. We'll definitely cool. link that in the show notes so that our, our listeners yeah. can. Um, so, so uh, you're in a similar situation that I'm in. Um, uh, you have a, a photography business, mm-hmm. right, where you're serving – um, services photography to consumers, right? Um, they're either buying prints or they're hiring you to photograph something. But you also have education for other photographers. So yes. uh, my website fell into this sort of trap where I I had the same issue. I'm offering services mm-hmm. and I am uh, educating photographers. And um, I actually found that I got more clients because of it, which was interesting because they thought the the education that I was doing acted as social proof, and yeah. they, they thought that it validated the fact that I know what I'm doing, mm-hmm. and it got me more business. Um, but so so I, I don't see it as a downside to do that um, because I've, I'm proof that it can work. It may not work for everybody, but it can work. Right. Um, my question to you is, when you're laying out a website now, and this is coming at you because you know you've done design work. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're laying out a website, if you're in a situation like that, what would you do to work around the confusion of four photographers versus four clients? <laughs> you know, I feel like that's an ongoing process oh, yeah. with me. You know, I will tell you my current solution right now mm-hmm. is I have my main hub website, so. Shimmer Studios, if you go to there, right away there's kind of a type of, not quite a landing page, but, you know, up front, it asks you what you're looking for. So if you're looking for photography services, head here. If you're a photographer looking for education, then, you know, click here, and it'll take you to um, the podcast site. So if you're a client looking for a photographer, it'll take you to my portfolio site. And, and I found that sometimes 
one person may fit into more than one category for me. So example, I was at a chamber meeting this morning, and I met a young woman who could be a potential client. She works with hotels, and, you know, I'd say, hey, you know, I'll photograph your hotel. You're just building one two minutes from my house. So she could be a potential client. At the same time, she's an aspiring photographer who does events. And so in the same conversation, I said, well, (laughs) I run this podcast that's going to help you get your business up and off the ground. And so for her, I frankly, I gave her my business card that has Shamir Studios on it. So when she hits my website, she will be able to, in one click, get to the podcast if she needs to. Right. And if she wants to see my work, then that's one click to see my portfolio. Yeah. So, so, yeah, what, what you're doing is you're funneling people to a certain area. This is actually, we talked about this in episode Six it was Brian Caparici, was uh, this like the funneling idea yeah. um, of making sure that whoever goes to your site has a clear path to wherever you need them to go. Right. Um, and actually, uh, the Youngrins, who we had, we talked with in episode seven, I think. Right? No. Rachel. Um, five. Five. Yeah. Um, uh, so. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, <laughs> oh man, how am I supposed, how am I supposed to? Remember? Wait till we get to a hundred. How are we gonna remember these? Um, so, uh, I'm already losing track, and it's only episode nine. Um, so, so they also do, uh, you know, photography versus four photographers, and they also funnel the same way you do it, where it's in the mm-hmm. menu and they can choose. Um, the difference being, theirs they stay on theyoungrins.com. It's just theyoungrins.com/slash/photographers. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas you're funneling people to basically a different site, so to speak. Yes. Um, now, the branding could all be there. It all matches and everything. Um, and, in fact, the Youngrins, it is technically a different WordPress site. They use yeah. two different sites. It's just they're, the theme that they're using and everything they're using matches perfectly. It's cohesive. Um, yeah. yeah, which is so important for, for branding-wise. So mm-hmm. the funneling approach is a great one. Um, any other tips that you might have uh, about this this approach? Um, off the top of my head, I think as far as funneling, whatever it is, however you choose to do it, your message has to be crystal clear. So I'm still simplifying that process, but it's been through, frankly, trial and error. In the beginning, when people checked out my site, say at my church, you know, people like to see what I'm doing. And they'll come to me and they'll say, what, years ago, what is it that you do? Like, I saw you have a show, what's a podcast, I don't know what a podcast is, and <laughs> you take photos, and who do you take photos for? And right there, that was an alert that I really needed to simplify how I was communicating on my site. And so it's, it's got to be as simple as possible because yeah. people get confused very quickly. And if there's any yeah. way they can get confused, they will find a way to do so. Yeah. So... <laughs> I love that. I love that you're coming at it from a designer perspective, and I love that you got that feedback from people in your church, people in your world that aren't necessarily clients. Because yeah. if they're confused, then your clients are definitely confused. So that's Absolutely. a great. So um, we talked about the Zenfolio versus WordPress, but can you break it down a little bit? So somebody comes to your main hub, which I love how you describe it like that. Mm-hmm. And then is that WordPress? And then they go to Zenfolio for your photography. And they go to WordPress for your podcast. How, how exactly is that structured for you? Sure. And actually, you just pretty much said it. So if you go to shamirstudios.com, it says yeah. up front, this is the hub of my creativity. And yeah. at the time of this recording, now it may change as I refine <laughs> my system, but there are 
three buttons. And the first one, it asks them if they're looking for uh, my services and if they want to see my portfolio. So they go there. And if you look at the second button, it's actually for art collectors and interior designers because I'm an artist as well. Yep. And, you know, I've tried to suppress my my arts, artsy creative or creating art side, you know, and I can't. So I'm doing that. I can't suppress it. So there's a button for them. And then the third button is, are you a fellow photographer looking for resources to improve your business? And there's a button that says start here for that. And so if you click my photography portfolio button, you're, taking, you're taken to his Unfolio site. Yes. If you click on the Art Collector button, you're taken to another area within the same site that you started on, which is WordPress. If you click on the Fellow Photographer Looking for Resources button, then you're taken off of ShamiraStudios.com over to ProPhotographerJourney.com, which is another WordPress website. Right, right. And, so, and as I build out courses, by the way, um, it's LearnDash, LMS. That's the okay. plugin okay. that I was using. Yep. Um, and that allows me to build out courses on whatever, you know, whatever domain I want that to be on. Yeah. So right now I'm still trying to decide which site I'll keep them on. Um, I'm thinking as I develop courses for the podcast, then there's a good chance I may keep them on the Pro Photographer Journey site. Yeah. So kind of, you know, kind of a toss-up. Some people like to make sure they have a domain that matches the name of their course. Right. So I'm kind of at a crossroads with that as well because, frankly, I've done it both ways. So. Yeah, I found that uh, for mine, I just put it on my scottwyden.com and mm-hmm. just uh, I made just made a store section that's for photographers, and um, I, I'm actually fine-tuning it. Uh, I just put up a new design uh, for one of the new Imagely themes, and uh, and I'm in the process of of fine-tuning my funnel um, to make mm-hmm. it to make it more appropriate. Um, I think you touched on an interesting uh, note on the same sort of topic for photographers who are not teaching to photographers, but photographers have multiple niches, for example, weddings, engagements, headshots, right? A lot of wedding photographers do all of those. The same principle uh, applies. You want to funnel people to the right place. And um, I I always come back to Brian Caparici's website because, to me, his is the perfect example for how you funnel within photographic niches. Um, Hmm. So uh, I'm going to make sure I link again to Brian's website. So when um, you say you say Brian's photography website, not yes. the Sprouting Photographer Correct. website, right? Yep. Yep. Um, so Brian does uh, weddings. He does portraits. He does uh, business portraits, engagement. So um, when you when you click on Brian's link in the show notes and you go check out his website and make sure you listen to his episode as well, um, <laughs> that because uh, we talk about this too, is is you'll notice in the top how how uh, cleanly uh, and elegantly he funnels people uh, his 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 website visitors into a into a uh, such a tight area that they have no choice but to contact him and hire him. So yeah. it's really it's really neat. Which um, is the point of what these virtual storefronts are. Yes. You know, that you ultimately want them, the client, whoever the client may be, whether they're photographers or people looking for photography services, to book you, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so let's go into, uh, Shamira, what... Themes or plugins you recommend? Now, you already mentioned two. You mentioned Udesign, which is a theme that you're using across your sites. Yes. Um, yes. So I'll make sure we link to that. Uh, you're, you're, you're exploring LearnDash for your uh, learning management system for WordPress. Um, but are there any other plugins uh, that you rely on heavily for your photography website? 
You know, there are. And what's funny is I didn't even intend to mention those two. They just kind of came out. <laughs> That's fine. That's what and, it's about. Quickly to add about LearnDash, they're constantly making updates, and they really take user feedback well. And I'm amazed at just the constant, the ways that they're improving that plugin. Um, so I've been really impressed so far. Now, as far as additional recommendations, I did want to mention SumoMe, which I assume everyone has heard of it, but if that's not the case, it's essentially free tools to help you grow your email list. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they're over at SumoMe.com, and so they have a plugin component, and uh, they just make it really easy to add different elements on your web page as far as collecting email subscribers. You know, I currently have the bar on the top at ProPhotographerJourney.com. I get a ton of people that way. Um, I have the overlay over the whole website that comes on at a certain time. So, and they let you they let you get started for free, which is yeah. really nice. Yeah. Rachel, yeah. I, I could be wrong, but uh, I'm pretty sure every episode someone's brought up a plugin <laughs> like this, right? Well, um, yeah, and it's really interesting to see the variety of it yeah. because not only is the plugin important, but I really, what I really love to talk about is the thinking behind it. Because for photographers who might be listening, who just have just you know have a photography business and that's their sole income, um, there's still a lot of uh, need for these kind of email plugins. So even as, just as a photographer, like, the fact that there is so much variety means that it's something that you should be checking out and finding what works best for your business. So I love that there's been – I've heard a lot of really great things about Sumo. So wait, say it again. Sumo me. Sumo me, yes. <laughs> because it gives you more than just the pop, the traditional pop-up mm -hmm. options. Right. So again, like the top of the um, website I've heard is a really big converter. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I, I love that there's so much variety. They also have uh, social sharing icons, okay, you know, floating icons and stuff like that. So there's SumoMe's uh, got a, a wide variety of basically um, website expanding tools for yeah. sharing, for uh, email growing, uh, stuff like that. So which, yeah. by the way, is huge. Um, oh yeah. Don't get me started. <laughs> no, I think we should talk it. about it because I mean, you do do photography, you know, education. So, yeah. what is your opinion on this? Like, as well, a photographer, what would you recommend them to do with an email list? You know, if you're Thinking, let's do it. <laughs> and I'm so passionate about this because it's taken me years to catch on. I learned the hard way, I tell you. <laughs> but you know, as a photographer, if you have a list. Well, you can have a list that obviously has different types of people on it. So you have people who are just prospects. Say they're checking you out for the first time, and it's it's rare that they'll come to your website, look at your stuff, and reach out ready to pay you and say, hey, let's book something. Usually they have to fill you out. So if you have an autoresponder system, AWeber, whatever, where they can opt into a list and you send them, for example, a report on how to work with a photographer or giving them tips on how to get the best out of uh, portrait photography, like if they're going in for a session. If you're seeking to educate them, then not only are you making them easier to work with down the line if they choose you, but they get to know you. And so yeah. there's that upfront benefit right there. But also, let's say you've done a shoot and you know, you've know you sent them the link to their gallery. A lot of photographers will just move on to the next person. I see this, and I've done this. You know, where you're just constantly looking for new people. But that person has already paid you money, and they've already interacted with you. And if you did a good job, 
then chances are they're going to want to work with you again. Yeah. Now, their life is going to get busy, so if you just send them off, then you may never hear from them again. But if you put them into a sequence, you know, autoresponder sequence, where you're keeping yeah. in touch with them periodically, then you can get multiple shoots over a year. You know, yeah. you know if you're doing newborn photography, that baby's going to grow quickly on a monthly yeah. basis. And so you keep in touch with that family because they may want, want you to do more shoots or, you know, more photos um, six months down the line, a year down the line. The kid's going to have birthdays. Um, if you're doing graduation photography, you know, for high schoolers, well, they're going to get married at some point, you know, or it's just you can get multiple gigs from one person. Yeah, I, I, I do have that. to say, though, if you are doing autoresponders, Mm-hmm. Um, for after a client session, mm-hmm. so uh, make sure that you stay on top of your client's personal life because yes. the, here's two situations that you need to uh, be wary of. First, you photograph a wedding, and then you have a set Facebook post to go out as a year later, saying you know happy anniversary, or mm-hmm. an email to go out a year later as happy anniversary. What if they got divorced? Right? Yeah, that's huge. Okay. Yes. Now, and, yes. and here's we can get more tragic, right? Let's say you photograph a newborn. What if a year, you know, when the baby is supposed to hit one, the baby is no longer with us? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, if you're going to do email responders, uh, autoresponders, or if you're going to do uh, social scheduling, I highly encourage you to stay on top of your clients because you don't want to make the mistake of letting uh, something go out that can bring back bad memories and and whatnot. So That's a great point, Scott. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up cool. for sure. Uh, Vanessa Joy uh, taught about the wedding one uh, about two or three years ago, and I've kept that in my head mm-hmm. ever since. Uh, yeah. and, I, and every time I every time I am teaching about um, this sort of topic, I have to bring it up because it's just too mm-hmm. important. Um, to, oh, well, we to actually talked to Tamara Lackey about it. Yeah. We had a long discussion about because she, in her business model, does only manual pushes and no mm-hmm. automatic for that reason. Mm-hmm. And I think the sweet spot is in the middle that you set right. up the automatic ones, but like keep what, like Scott said, keep on track, keep you know review them before they're supposed to go out, mm-hmm. so that you can um, review for those sort of life circumstances because in 99% of the cases you hope they're not getting divorced they're not having these major life changes so in those cases those automated emails are gold for bringing them back to you you know sure and maybe it's even just planning ahead a year um, for sales that you're having for example you know hey it's Valentine's Day or um, you know, Christmas, that's a big one. Uh, yeah. But I agree, trying to automate everything can get a little bit dicey. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, a good mix is helpful. Yeah. What, what I would suggest uh, for people who want to try to automate the anniversary or birthday style um, content is make a calendar alert and have a, a, a template made mm-hmm. so that all you're doing is verifying that everything's okay and then you're manually posting the, the, the content out there yeah. or sending the email. Um, all right. Uh, any other plugins that you want to bring up? Um, I did want to mention the one that I'm using for podcasting. Yeah. Uh, Blueberry PowerPress, which it's not like I've tried a ton of podcasting plugins out there, but I have been very happy with them thus far. Um, and, they, and they make podcasting for me easy. Once I had it installed, set up, you know, my RSS feed and all that good stuff, it's been smooth sailing, and they do give you 
um, metrics. And, you know, if you pay a fee, they'll give you more um, extensive metrics. But, yeah, I did want to mention them. And awesome. If, if you're looking to do a podcast uh, yourself for, and we talked about this as well, like doing podcasting for clients and stuff like that, um, if you're interested in doing a podcast, check out check out uh, that plugin. Um, listen to uh, Shamira's show, and if you've got questions about that plugin, maybe she'll be able to help answer them for you. Definitely, definitely. And as a reminder, if you want to see how we're doing the podcast, we use a different plugin. Uh, mm-hmm. But if you want to see how we're doing the podcast, listen to episode one because we yes. talk all about it. Yeah. Um, but again, I love that there's options because oh, yeah. the one that we're using might be too technical for somebody and the one that Shmir is using might be easier for somebody. So, the, you know, word, the power of WordPress is that there really is a solution for every situation, you know. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah and then some. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, any, any other plugins you want to bring up? No, I think I'll leave it at four. I think I'm yeah. at four. Okay. I'll start there. That sounds good. Um, any, any final thoughts you want to share? Uh, any final advice? Anything... Uh, big going on that you're about to release? Anything you want to talk about? Um, you know, as far as final advice, I would say keep refining. It's a constant process. Um, I know some people just kind of, they think they want to get to a point where they've quote-unquote made it, where everything's, you know, perfect, unicorns flying in the sky, like, oh, this is great. But no, it's a constant process, and that's what I'm finding. So, you know, with the podcast, I'm trying to refine, you know, the best way to, uh, for example, sort questions that we get um, from different people who listen. And even with my own photography business, I'm refining what clients I focus on. Um, So just keep trying to make it better and better. And what was the second question? I can't, it's gone. Oh, Uh, what's going on? Do you have any releases coming up? What's going on with your business? Um, do you, I mean, it's it's interesting because you offer products to photographers. So do you think that there's stuff coming up that you photographers would want to know about? I know there is, so <laughs> kind of a leading <laughs> question there. Is it? You know, we well, we have the webinar coming up. Coming yeah. up and um, and that will, let me give the date. That will be February 25th. Okay. So I'm not sure when this episode will be released. Um, um, yeah, let me actually take a look because it might sure. be... We're, we're doing uh, uh, every other Thursday for gotcha. anybody who's just listening now. Um, so we are a, a little bit ways out. This isn't going out until actually uh, March. But, okay. Um, and uh, that's not a problem because maybe Zenfolio, they may have a replay of that webinar. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so make sure you get me the link and we'll, I'll make sure I include it. Sure, and, and what is the name of your podcast specifically? Because I, I think there's a lot that you listen that you talk about that overlaps with our audience. Sure, sure. My podcast is ProPhotographerJourney.com, PPandJ.com. Okay. If you want to type a shorter name, PP. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, you know, I'm really excited for the podcast this year so far. We have 61 episodes released. Wow, um, we have more than that recorded. I have to record like a full quarter in advance a lot a lot of times if I want to keep it um, coming out regularly. So right now we're in the process of really compiling questions and feedback from our listeners. And we're doing we're in the research phase. So I can't say anything definitive yet, but we're honing in on a solution that may help uh, photographers run their businesses um, more successfully, and even the whole marketing piece, which a lot of people struggle with. So Awesome. That's a work in progress, but as that come up, comes out, you know, I'll be talking about it on the podcast, and it'll be on the website, too. Great. Um, on yeah. a personal note, uh, 
I was on your show. I think I was on one of the earlier episodes. Oh, it was way show. early before yeah. I had a decent microphone. Yeah. <laughs> and, no, I gotta get one too. <laughs> uh, I just want to say, I, it's you know, you're 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 all over the place with your education, and I'm um, really really happy to see you over at the PhotoFocus website on a regular basis. So uh, congratulations you. on that because that's a really cool thing. So. Thank you. They're a cool group of people, and and they make me want to be better. So that's, <laughs> that is a great yeah. place to be, right? Yeah. 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 Um, so uh, we are happy to share that uh, our first Q&A episode will, will happen as our next episode, episode 10. Yeah. Um, so this won't come out until, uh, you know, we, and by the time that episode 9 is live, episode 10 will already have been recorded. Um, but, but we will, we're planning on trying to do these kind of check-in episodes every, every 10. 10. Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, the the goal is to answer about ten questions. Uh, hopefully, we'll get ten. I think we're at number at seven questions so far for episode ten. Um, but the goal is to get ten questions because we plan to do Q and A's every ten episodes. Um, <laughs> but if you have any questions to ask at any time, please ask your questions at imagely.com/podcast/q. Okay, that'll bring you to a form where you can fill in your question. And uh, and it'll just uh, sent, be sent to Rachel and I, and we will be able to uh, include that. Uh, if it's a, a question that we can a- uh, answer on the show, we will answer on the show. Um, thank you, Shamir, for joining us today. Uh, thank you, Rachel, for being an awesome co-host. Thank you, Scott. I wasn't sure if there was an audio glitch there. Uh, I got some weird, but we'll go back and listen. Oh, but yeah. I did want to... Uh, Talk into that, that the Q&A episodes will be between Scott and I, and there are no dumb questions. So if you really have a burning WordPress question or a photography website question that you've always wanted to ask, please feel free to reach out. We don't have to use your name. But I promise you, if you have the question, there's at least 10, 12, 100 other people that have the same question. So we sure. really want to help. Yep. Um, you'll be able to find uh, where to find Shamir all, all on the show notes. Yeah. Um, so you'll be able to click over easily and find her there. Um, and you can find the show notes from today's episode at imagely.com slash podcast slash nine. Nine. Yes. Until next awesome. time. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. You've been listening to the WordPress Photography Podcast. To listen to other episodes and to subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and more, please visit imagely.com forward slash podcast. 